You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. Hi, I'm not the host, Jamie and Lindsay, but it's Joe here, and I'm in the studio <laughs> with Jamie and Lindsay. Hey! Welcome hi. to the Sleuth Podcast, where we help you find out the truth when you really need to know. Good job. Boom. Good job, Joe. You did an excellent job. I've that heard was... it once or twice. You have. <laughs> you should be prepared at all times. Yeah. Welcome to the show, people. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day. Today is a very special day. And because I, it's Valentine's Day. Right, and I will not let her sit over there and be quiet because that is no fun. So we say have a hey. super special guest. I can't tell who she is yet, but say hey. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds like sultry. Take a guess. Everybody a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have a super, super wonderful guest. Her name is Mary, but I'm going to tell you where she is from at this moment. I just want to do our little jazz in the front and just want you to learn a little bit about her and just hear her voice and love on it so that you know of a friend whenever we get off the air. Let's talk about our week. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go through this. So <laughs> meeting number two for Blackman Detective Services. Which happened. was today. Yeah, it was today. And had a meeting at the office and three of us parked in the two hour parking at our new lovely fancy office place. Right, so we've been talking up this place since prior to moving in, and so we move in, we have a meeting, everything's fine. We have meeting number two, and everything's still ends. fine, right? <laughs> right? Until the very end where we get a phone call from Tanya, and she's like, there's, there's a, a boot, boot on, on my, my car, car. <laughs> and there's a boot on your car, and there's a boot on Lindsay's car. We're like, what? Why? Exactly. <laughs> we live like, here. What did we do? <laughs> well, obviously, they don't love us that much. Well, that was $150 each. So. <gasps> yeah. So each. 50 each. $150. No. That's what Because you're in the high rent district now. That's why. But that's ridiculous. Oh, when you're back where you used to be, it was 50 bucks. Just to take the boot off was one fifty. Yes. Yeah. Each. And that boot was not on there, but maybe what twenty minutes. We literally came out to the car from the meeting, put our bags in the car. The cars were fine. Went to Cowfish to have lunch right quick before we come to the podcast. And Tanya leaves, and there's boots on the car. And so <laughs> I was a little irritated by the time. We're residents. We're residents, and I called the number, and the lady's like, oh, the guy should be out there. Everything will be fine. And so I'm like, all right, you know, Lindsay's there, Tanya's there. So I assumed that the man would still be hanging around when I got ready to get up there. But, of course, he was nowhere to be found. And so I'm like, all right, Lindsay, well, it looks like I'm riding with you, and I'll just have to, like, Uber back or something. No, and he's, like, this really tall, bald boot ninja. With his damn and, AirPods And he just, ear. like, shows up I right just wanted behind to flick you, the like AirPods out of his ear. Can I do that? <laughs> So get that shit out your ear. I think ear. that's assault. Not while that, not while that boot's on your car. You can't. <laughs> right. No, right, not if you want to take it off. <laughs> so that was our day. It was a lovely start to Valentine's Day. But you know what? I'm just going to give it to God because, you know, usually I'm super stressed by the time we get to Friday. I was in a great mood. To... I can't afford that. I know. $150. That was crazy. Well, like we said, that was our fun money for, you know. Well, it's gone weeks, now. So. We just got it this morning. <laughs> 
I was like, I, don't think I, I bought a pair of Toms on Amazon and took the boot off my car, and well, I'm done. <laughs> All in the same new pair of shoes. Right <laughs> Mama bought a new pair of shoes. <laughs> she was like, I didn't intend those. I ain't gonna keep those. They didn't, they didn't come home with me. That's exactly. Right. I feel like we should we should do Mary. We shouldn't just new. do new and noteworthy without acknowledging our guests. Okay, go ahead. Don't be rude. I wasn't trying I'm to be not, rude. I'm I wanted okay. I wanted I'm to right. be like a surprise, like ooh. There she is, what she does, and you had no idea. So, okay, but go ahead. I like your idea. Well, we'll switch it up. We, we should have started right. with Mary. So, y'all, this week our very special guest is Mary Garganis, and she is the founder and senior attorney of Triangle Divorce Lawyers. Say hey, Mary. Hey, again. Again. <laughs> we do that a lot here. Hey. So, we're really happy to have you here. We've been talking about that since before the podcast, since we recorded You've the first been on episode. Our list, important people, but we were like, we want to make sure that if you have it together before we have Mary on. Are we together? Yes. So good. Yes. We're <laughs> have we achieved things? We have a sh- we have a show flow that, that we do have a show that flow. counts as together. Mm-hmm. At okay. first, we were just kind of like coming in here and like, hey y'all, telling <laughs> stories. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. So now it's it's in. So place. if anybody's ever been to any of our events, there's been a few of them that Mary has been either a host and then we co-hosted or we all kind of co-hosted together. Um, her firm has some marketing things going on, and we all try to stay within the same marketing circles. So tell us, who are you? So, <laughs> so we are a family law firm. We do custody, divorce, and any kind of family law things, adoptions, name changes in the North Carolina area because we're licensed in North Carolina. So if anyone's listening outside of North Carolina, we can't help you, but we can refer you to other people. In I was going to say, you're big f- into referring. Right? Yeah, we're so. big into referring. We try to help people, connect people, just like we connect people to Blackman Detectives. Are we your only investigator? Unless you're outside. Well, Jamie will refer out when we have people outside of the state. Mm-hmm. Then right. Jamie connects them. She'll follow them to the airport. And then she has someone that's on the other in another state that will right. pick them up when they get off the plane. And then go from there. And go from there. Has that happened a couple of times? It sounds like regular. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> it's it's yeah. what we do. I've got lots of stories. <laughs> that's when we were talking about this. I said, so what stories should we tell about all the things There's that so have happened yeah, <laughs> to us them. in the past. <laughs> Mary's been awesome because <laughs> when I started working with Allison at Blackman Detective Services, I met a co-networking friend, I guess, and we all ended up at BNI. And so Mary and Allison sat together. And so, of course, I sat at the table with them. And I have loved Mary since I started this whole thing. And I've always, you know, looked up to her and I was like, she's fucking badass. And I love that shit. (laughs) And And I always seek out Jamie. She's so sweet and so smart. And such a hard worker. Oh, yay. (laughs) Yay. One day I want to be a little Mary. Uh, And then, you know, could just have Lindsay be Jamie. She does. Yeah. (laughs) And she does everything for us. Yay. Um, Bail bonds. I mean, I don't know if they know all the stuff that you do for us. So we do a little bail bonding. So Mm -hmm. whenever things get a little, I guess when we have people who are, it never happens that these people really deserve to be in jail or they've actually done something right. It's been because the other party has some vendetta against them and they use some little glitch or some little small pocket of leverage. Yeah, some little leverage to, you know, hurt the other party. And usually that person ends up in jail and I'll go and get them out and mm-hmm. just make sure that their people are taken care of. And, yep. you know, we just want to make sure that everybody's yep. taken care of in these crazy situations of divorce law. So, and Jamie's so good. Just even last week, she's at the jail. For hours on a Sunday night 
late trying to help get somebody out for me. I mean, just that's going above and beyond. So yeah. I appreciate Aww. it. And because awesome. I know, well, you're awesome because I know that you could be home with your family and you're helping folks for me. So I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm out here Not like seeing some cinder blocks. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, cinder blocks well, are we part of my life. <laughs> I actually enjoy that. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> so why family law? How did you pick family law? What, what made Mary go that oh, direction? My family, my parents divorced. And so I've always, you know, I went through it as a child and I know how it feels as a child. I know how it feels when your family, one person doesn't have enough money to live. I know what it feels like when your dad doesn't get to see enough. That's my why. You know, that's the thing. That's the kind of the thing that's that people personal. are looking at. Yeah. And so I try to make sure that I try to impress that on my clients that you don't want. You want to make sure that everybody gets to see their kids and everybody's got enough to live on. And it's I love important. that about your it's firm important. too. Yeah. Your aesthetic is comfortable, I guess. It, it's like fancy comfortable. Oh, yes. <laughs> fancy comfortable yeah. it is she's got a cute little place tell us about your spot we've got a victorian house so it feels like home we've right. got seven fireplaces in there so most of the no offices have a fireplace in it this is an old a big old house glam yeah. comfortable yeah. oh that's a cute name <laughs> cozy glam. Yeah. glam so what's your favorite part about family law my favorite part about family law is when I see people two years later, because it takes a while to get through something. So when I see them two years later and they say, hey, everything's going great, that, that's that what, that's what always makes me feel so good. Aww. So let me ask you one question. And I have a lot of people that ask us this when they come and they are starting this process or they haven't quite started the process and they want to know what to look forward to. How long does it normally take for somebody to either go through a divorce situation or a custody situation, like what is the average amount of time, best case scenario, worst case scenario? Even if they don't hire a lawyer, what I tell them is it's not even just going through the legal process. When you're changing, when you get married, think about you getting married, you renting a limo and you're setting up, your, you're reserving your space for right. your marriage. You know, people are taking a year and a half to get married, right? right? Yeah. You're your schedule and your caterer and all that stuff, it's going to take about that same amount to try to figure out how to be this new person that's an individual. So now you were this couple and this family. What's the new normal now that you're divided? So it's going to take about that same amount to recreate and be the new you. Who is the new you? And What do you think about that, Lindsay? Look, I planned my own wedding, so I'm thinking of, like, all those vendors, and I'm like, God, I'd have to undo all of that. That was a lot of work. Yeah, it's the same. That's why you hire someone to do it for you. Right. <laughs> right. Same difference. <laughs> There's no DIY I'm the, in divorce. I'm the wedding planner. I'm the divorce planner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Maybe, I should, maybe we should change our title. DIY divorce. <laughs> divorce planners. Hey, that works. So, okay, after it takes them a year and a half to set up how they want to do this, how long does it actually take to get through the whole process? No, I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's a year and a half to two years to just get through it all and get yourself back in how much you're living on and, and have yeah. gotten all the property distributed and before you can finally have feel changed like your it, name. If you already, you've, you know, you've changed your license to who you want it to be and you've right. gotten the, your new house set up and or you've refinanced your home. So even after you set everything up and, you know, who I'm going to be and the path that I'm on. And I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because sometimes we have clients that go into like three or four years of like back and forth between 
custody situations or now this person is doing this and I want to take it back to court. Is that normal? Is that people just being petty? It feels like petty a lot of times. (laughs) I mean, hey, it is what it is. Is that usually what is happening or are people really having that many difficulty trying to figure out how to separate their properties and children and all of that. Yeah. Usually, usually most people finish in two years. It's if it's a high conflict thing or something big changes in their life, that's the people that go back for custody over and over again. So if it's something big that happens, if they have a change where they're moving, because the world's smaller now, so people move more with jobs. Right. So that will change custody. Or if they just can't agree on the color of the sky, that Anything. keeps coming back. Or if somebody doesn't want to give up their property, you right. know, then they'll keep coming back to fight to they're not paying, they're not they won't follow whatever they agreed to. But most people will follow it. It's just those other people that just keep not it's a smaller percentage that have to keep coming back. But the fact that they keep coming back, you'll see them over and over so it feels like it's more people but it's really a small percentage right. most people follow whatever they agree to to begin with i can with. see the people coming back in situations for like child custody right so i mean yeah. that changes as the child grows and as the child's life changes and progresses but what about things like like alimony so once your alimony is awarded or once you know it's been awarded and you're the person paying out the alimony how often does that come back you know a year or two later or further where somebody says, I don't feel like I should have to pay that much anymore. Is that a common thing? Nope, not common at all. Very, very rarely. So. Yeah. Just it's curious. Only, yeah. Only if something big happens. So if somebody has like a heart attack or they lose their job, they can't pay it anymore, or at least for the time being, because they can't work. So their but income that's the goes down. That's actually paying the, the paying, Right. What about the other party who wants receiving. more? Yeah, that's receiving the alimony. Does that ever okay so I guess in our situation like we have a case right now where we're trying to prove cohabitation mm-hmm. right and so the reason we're proving the cohabitation is so that he does not have to pay as much alimony and this has been going on for a year is it ever going to get better okay what's the rule let me start yeah. there what's the rule for alimony or cohabitation in terms of how long they actually have to be living with that person to prove cohabitation like what counts so so the case law that i've seen is that 10 out of 14 overnights consecutive overnights so if you're watching the house and i'm going to use terms that jamie knows and Lindsay knows but i don't know if everyone knows we're teaching our listeners okay okay the lights out rule so you can explain what that means after but so with lights out 10 out of 14 overnights lights out consecutive would be a cohabitation kind of thing. Or if they've changed their address, if they do things that that look like they're married, they're going to get groceries all the time, they're taking out the trash, they're holding themselves out as married, they're wearing wedding rings even though they're not. People do things that are acting like they're married. They change their license. So would that person then be at risk of not receiving alimony anymore if they were to remarry? Yes, the oh. alimony stops oh. if they remarry or if they're cohabitating with a romantic interest. You also have to show not only oh. that they're living together, but Jamie's followed people for us because yeah. not only that they live together, but then we have to follow them to see that they're holding hands and kissing. Taking to trips s- out of town with the right. kids. Does but, that count? 
Does that count? Not enough. You have to have a romantic. You have, they have to be, oh. you have to show that they're, they can be roommates and take kids together. Yeah, I've been on right. trips with my kids and they didn't feel romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can take friends and two friends can take kids, you know, but it has to be that they're in a romantic relationship. And being able to prove so that. So you have like to show, which yeah. is, which is why our guy yeah. is, he, so we have a case that keeps coming back. Right, and he wants to continue to try to catch this guy. He'll 10 keep out saying, of 14 "Give times. me another fourteen days, and we'll do it." And give me another fourteen days, and we'll do it. And it, it's kind of a situation where he's for sure that it's happening, but we only have fourteen days to figure it out. And then you also have to get the romantic thing. So you have to see if when they're out at the restaurant, you know, right. are so, they hugging? So okay, let me ask you this. I can't. I'm so glad you're here. I know. I'm gonna. I know, I'm glad that we're both like zeroing in on this one case because <laughs> you guys had followed and we had had them at a hotel and then they went down to a bar and we're sitting and cuddling right. and doing and that whole thing. Yeah, because even when I'm tri- going on a trip with my friend, I've gone on trips with my friends and we've taken our kids, but I'm not cuddling with them at the bar too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. This case we've worked. We have pictures of them holding hands previously so we had I mean literally been working on this for like a year year and a half so between that and our like 10 to 14 days you know of uh, surveillance lights out is would that be enough to I'd still want is it one more I'd still want maybe one more thing like a an, a kiss or a a, an, hug inti- or an intimate something. Relate- a change of like address something. no we'll I'd want something romantic I'd want something yeah. romantic yeah. you guys need to be following them today Valentine's Day. I know. Look, but you know how she said this has been a year? Guess who's been doing it for a year? Yeah. (laughs) Every holiday. All, every holiday I've been to their house at night, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's, anybody's birthday. (laughs) But what's on social media? Do they say in a relationship or is there any love? Nothing. I mean, this is kind of one of the things as investigators, you know, we don't always get to look at it, you know, from the legal aspect. If the client's not telling, if, if they strictly say, no, I'm not interested in that. I just want you to go by at nighttime and see if they're together. You know, we, we could suggest that, but they could also turn it down. Well, we've also done their social media and stuff before, and they don't have any. I mean, they... And none of their properties I, lining up. Yeah, well... Not the way we well, want it. Well, we know what's really happening, but it's hard to prove because unless you change your address on these things or change your address through the DMV or I something what, like that, I wonder that's why their lights are always on at nighttime. I've never heard of the lights out thing. I've done all well, kinds of Well, that's why we go late stuff. at night, right? Because usually by, I mean, in that light that they usually have on. Uh, there like are a, nights, like, like especially over room. Christmas. No, yeah. it'd be every light in the house on. Yeah. 1030. And tell people what lights out is. We don't show up and stay there from 7 to 10 or 11 o'clock. We can, you know, show up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. When they cut the lights out, we document that the lights are out at the house. And then that means yeah. that the person is staying overnight. That way we don't have to stay on the car or watching the car all the way until the next day to prove uh-huh. that they are home. And if that's happening 10 nights out of the 14, right, then we can pretty much say you live there or you're obviously comfortable enough there yeah, to, with that person. Other than that, we have to do the whole like penny on the tire trick. Which I love. And yeah. this, we were talking about this. I don't know if we were talking about it on the show or something else, but you put the penny on the tire and like you in their the, driveway or something. Yeah. You as the investigator knows what uh, degree I mean, is that the right thing? Like what degree you put the penny on. So a rock or whatever. 
Well, I'm gonna tell you why. They, well, let me tell you why you put the penny. You put the penny like Abraham's head sitting at twelve o'clock, oh. and then you document that penny on the tire, and you say, "Hey, I came to this place. This is the vehicle. I took a picture of the tire with the penny at twelve o'clock, and then I come back in the morning really early, and I take a picture of the tire with the penny at twelve o'clock, and then I can." guarantee they that leave. The ter- yeah the, the car has not moved the tire hasn't moved you know blah 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 if something were to happen and the car ended up leaving overnight and coming back of course the, the penny would not be there and then something has happened in between that time and then you have to do surveillance through the whole night to figure out exactly what's going on instead of just relying on this penny so different ways to do it but you know you just have to be able to say without a doubt that I'm sure that this car didn't move and this is why. Mm-hmm. I mean, if for some crazy reason somebody happened to see me put this penny out there, would they know that the penny was at 12 o'clock? More than likely not. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to document where the penny was. They're just going to say, oh, there was something on my car and I moved on and out the way and there you go. So. I like that trick. Yep. Mally taught me that. Yeah, it was a little pebble and then the penny and then I realized that I need to have like a special degree for It just makes me, me think of like the movie Inception, like a little token. I don't know that movie. What? Dang, I know. Every, we're always <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll have to look that one up. Oh. So Valentine's Day, and maybe you want to splash a little bit on this because I don't know exactly. It looks like a Lindsay question. <laughs> Valentine's Day is supposed to be a sweet Hallmark holiday. But here we are in the world of separation and such. Do you notice <laughs> an effect of Valentine's Day on what's happening to you and in your office? We notice on most holidays an effect on our offices. Mostly it's Christmas. That makes sense. Yeah, mostly Christmas because it's a long holiday. And it's a stressful holiday. And it's holiday. a gift it's a gift giving holiday. Right. More than Valentine's Day. Shouldn't be. Yeah. You should care about these people that you're married to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. So are you saying you notice more cases coming into your office during the holidays? Yeah. J- January is our busiest oh, so month. Like finding the receipts of a lot of straws that broke the camel's back. Yes. <laughs> Huh. Yes, that's interesting. Receipts for jewelry, or right, the, or the paramours mad that they don't have their paramour is like the third party. We call them the associate. Yeah. Okay. You call them, so I call them the paramour. That yeah. they they're mad that the married person's with their family and you paramour has to her. sit at home. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those cases. The guy was had been cheating on his wife for like ten, eleven years. And did some investigation and found out that he was down at the beach with this woman. And they come out the restaurant. Our investigator just happened to be sitting outside on the porch, just waiting by their car. And they come outside having a whole argument. And in the argument, she shouts out, you were supposed to marry me. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) and I immediately called the client and I'm like, you will not believe this. (laughs) Like, You will not believe what he's saying to her. So that was an excellent Good old statement, you know, to have. And we got that <laughs> and on she video. she got what she needed. She didn't have it on video because like, she was literally sitting out on the front porch of the thing. So I guess she would have to have Hey, like, an her, argument like that, though. I mean, you. They, they like busted out while she was just like <laughs> sitting out there. It was They were obviously going nice. through something inside. And as they were like yeah. coming to the car, all of this was happening. But she did a great job noting it up. And, you know, if she needed to go to court and testify, that's what we're here for. So that's right. That girl was getting impatient. Yeah. She was like, I am sick of this. I've been waiting for you for 10 years and you are still married to your wife. This beach vacation is not enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, she lived down there, I think. Um, and then the client ended up finding receipts from years ago where he had been going to the beach and, you know. Phone records would be good in that situation, too, I would think. Yeah, but she had enough. He buried yeah. himself by being foolish. So that happens. Mm, happens. I'm glad he's gone. Well, he's not gone, but he's away from her. So <laughs> where'd he go? <laughs> he's living. Just checking. You know, we've had stories like that before. Where they come up missing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's always scary when the client says, and if I disappear. Oh, oh no. Has that happened? Yeah. Allison. Yeah. yeah, there's been at least one that I'm remembering right now. I think that's and, the one we were and talking disappeared. About. Yeah. yeah, that's the one we were talking about earlier. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. The late guy. Mm-hmm. So I have a question, Mary. I know I've gotten tired of this question because you're married. Do you ever get people to ask you that? And are you tired of people asking you what it's like to be married and then doing the work that you do? Oh, I thought you said to be married. No, to be married. Sorry. Not no one asked you. me that. <laughs> really? No. Mm-mm. Really? But, yeah. Nobody ever asks you, like, how does it feel to, how is your marriage going that you're, they're probably like, no. he never cheats on you, does he? Oh, they, I, they, I do use that. that joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I use that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sick of that question. People ask me all the time, are you married? And I'm like, yeah, I'm married. Or even before I was married, are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? And I would say yes. And they would be like, well, what's that like? What would happen if he cheated on you? Why would he, why, why would you? Well, see, Why never- is that the first thing that comes to your mind? First of all, <laughs> oh, I bet he can never cheat on you not now. Cool. What? No. Like, why not? Duh. He could cheat on if you wanted to. I mean, that has absolutely nothing to do with your job. He would probably know exactly how I wouldn't catch him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all my work conversations talking to people. He stays over for nine days in a row. And right, yeah. Like, Sorry. <laughs> I can't stay over tonight. Right. Only nine days. <laughs> this would make the tip. Just sees a penny on the car. He's like, it's too, it's too hot. We got to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, usually I get the question, do you, well, I'm not married. Does everybody you date, do you do background checks on? Right. And I'm like, no, you know, that's the fun. <laughs> Look, that's the fun of dating people. <laughs> you are lying. Yes, I was going to say. I try not to. I try not to until, well, you know. I dated a cop one time and I remember he brought up something that he saw on my driving record. And I remember looking at him being like, are you serious? Yeah, like that's. You ran my tag. It's automatically like a no trust. If I want anything to happen, I'm not going to do that. Like if I want. People Google all the time though. Don't you Google people? I mean, I Google people. Well, all you're going to see on Google is like if they like made the news for something. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't. Well, yeah, social media is different. I think it's fun to not know. A little bit. A little bit. It's so hard not to know. How can you not know know nowadays? Yeah. Like, who cares? Do I even care who you are? I might not care after today. Is it worth my time? I don't know. I'm weird. So hard when it comes to dating anymore. Yeah. I feel like you should. I just feel like if I I don't plan on. See, my thing is, I'm not going to be living with you. I'm not bringing my kid. There's just like, oh, have, well, if it's like that, a yeah, list of things that like, I'm not, well, I mean, that's going to happen regardless. <laughs> okay. so You're giving too much information on this. Well, I, hey, we're real PIs here to give you the truth when you really need to know. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't care that much, maybe. I feel like I have too much work to do that for pe- real people who have things going on that it really doesn't matter. Tell me the truth. If I usually I can, I'm like Allison, I can tell that you're lying. 
right? <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> you right, can probably so read them in three seconds. Yeah, so it's like, I don't even, do I even need to waste my time doing yeah. this search? Probably not. If I had a real prospect, we'd be good to go. Within three minutes, Aww. she's like, okay. Her brain's going, I got it all. You're full of shit. <laughs> 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 I gotta go. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I forgot I had this thing I had to do. <laughs> with these got, people yeah i got a boot i got a boot i gotta go <laughs> oh that'd be a cool code oh anytime you call i don't know i'd probably just believe you yeah let's be, like, be like oh shit well how much is that gonna cost yeah, you another boot like, i wouldn't call you or tanya <laughs> no you just had to pretend <laughs> I'm just come get me i'm drowning <laughs> please no, I'll just leave. <laughs> you can see how our work affects our, our mental state and our personal life, which is funny because our next question for you, Mary, is how has your field affected your family life and your home life? Ooh, get in there. Um, let's see. How has it affected my family life? It could life? be a good thing, right? I yeah. Mean, I would yeah. think so. I mean, of course. Please it, don't let it all be negative. Cause then that no, be I mean, me. there's, well... It's a nice job. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I work with really nice people. Right. So that's one thing is that my family knows everyone I work with. And I guess that's the best thing is well, that I work with so many nice people. So it feels like I have a work family and a home family. You do have a great staff. Yeah. I love your folks. Well, tell us about them. How many people do you have? How many? So 15 of us, okay. um, five lawyers, and everybody's super nice. We all have that same kind of desire to help. I feel like everybody there is so laid back and I love that. All the events, everybody's just super chill and just kind of happy to be there and like easy to talk to. Right. We probably need that in a divorce We don't want people to call us, you know, Miss Gerganus or anything. We want them to, clients call us by our first names and... I imagine having that type of comfortable relationship with your clients is really important so that that way they can feel comfortable calling you or telling you when things change or progress or asking for... I don't know. I don't really know how that would work, but I feel like that's at least kind of the way it is for us most times is wanting to have a first name basis relationship. Well, yeah. and because what happens is they end up hiding things. They right. hide some of these things right from you when we first get the initial consult. And just like today, I was talking to a guy and he was telling me that the his wife was pretty much a hacker and she had done all of these different things. And how can we prove this? And I was like... Like, before we even get to all of that, how did you even get here? Like, what was going on as to why she even felt like she needed to do all of these things? And he just started spewing. And I I guess I asked the right question because he just, and I was like, oh, okay, now I understand. And I just got a better understanding of what was actually happening. And it wasn't just about the her hacking all of the computers and phones and stuff like that like there was a reason as to all the stuff that was going on so that we can direct him a little bit better and just instead of saying well let's just do forensic diagnostics of everything that you have well it's not really going to help his situation but it's more about the issue as to why she even felt like she needed to do this creating that relationship with people is excellent and I know that when I call over there to your folks I don't ever feel like I just need to speak to you right like sometimes you talk to people and you're like okay let me just talk to the person in charge I can at least talk to your paralegals and even what's the, your new girl that answers the Amaya. phone? She's so sweet. Yeah, Amaya. Yeah. That I can like trust that she's going to get the message to who I need to, you know, get it to and they'll call me back and stuff like that. So I, I enjoy just working with your people. But that sounded really country. Sorry. Working with your people. Your, your people. <laughs> 
It happens. Getting all hayride. <laughs> Getting all hayride. Anchor, shout out to Greg. You better be listening. <laughs> he says that to me all the time. Every time we work a case, and he's like, you know what? I hate to get all hayride on you. <laughs> Like, I was like, my haywire. Haywire. I was like, my All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Imagine my voice reading your company's advertisement on air for all the followers and subscribers of all the shows recorded at Podcast Carry. Your advertisement can be customized to say whatever you want said about you and your business. We would love for you to sponsor our show and support the sleuths and also advertise your services and messages at the same time. All right, what's next? Do we have anything fun? We do. We have some questions for you. You want to start with the long one or the short one? Okay, not just questions. Can you give Scenarios. us some legal advice? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Episode three. We had a guy that emailed us at thesleuthgmail.com if anybody has any questions that they want to ask us. <laughs> and All right, so this is what he wrote in to ask the sleuth. He says, long story short, the ex-wife cheated on me with the next door neighbor. I was devastated, but then tried my hardest to get her to come back so that we could work things out. She was in an abusive relationship with the guy she cheated on me with and messaged me asking for help so that she wouldn't be in that situation anymore. I told her she was always welcome back because I loved her. She finally came back and I wanted to work on our relationship and to go to counseling. So we ended up planning out how we were going to make this work. A week into her coming back, she found out that she was pregnant. We had no clue who the dad was. I told her that it didn't matter to me if we worked on our relationship, so I didn't want the DNA test yet. I told her that I would treat both of the kids as my own no matter what. We later found out she was pregnant with twins. I loved these twins before they were even born, and I was so excited to be a dad. When they were born, they were in the NICU for a month. I signed the birth certificate. It was a really hard time, but it made me appreciate and love them even more. A month after the twins were born, she found out that she was pregnant again. I knew for a fact this one was mine. I was their dad for a year and a half until the ex decided to leave again. She left four days after he was born. She wanted a divorce and got a lawyer. I decided I needed a lawyer also. My lawyer told me that I needed to get a DNA test on all three of the kids to see whose they were. DNA test came back and the twins weren't biologically mine, but the newborn was. After going to court after the DNA test, the judge ruled to terminate my rights for the twins. I haven't seen them in months. I'm the only dad that they know and they love me so much. I'm stuck on what to do because she is withholding the twins from me and I only get the newborn. There's nothing I can really do to get custody of the twins. The court system is so corrupt. Hopefully someone important will see this and help me out. I really miss my boys. Well, I can't. Second guess a judge, number one. Yeah. It's hard to say because I know that I have in other situations, we've had a case where a guy didn't even think he was the biological father. He knew he was not. The girl and him were dating Mm -hmm. and she let the child call him dad. They dated five years. Then they split up and he sued for custody because she let him. Right. And the child was like little, so the child wouldn't have remembered 
him not being her father. Right. You know what I mean? So now that ended in a consent order. A judge didn't make a ruling on that. But that the facts are kind of confusing in the case you read because it sounded like he was actually the legal father since they were married. That can go either way. I don't know. I don't understand the ruling, and I also didn't, under, didn't understand the termination thing versus the custody. So so I can't really give I you guess, a lot of good I guess it sounds like he was married, right, and his wife cheated on him and then found out that she was pregnant. Yeah. And so, so he signed the, the birth father. certificate. Right. He's legally the father, but then the rights were terminated. That's why I said when we initially read the story that I feel like there's something that's missing. Right. Something that's missing. But I asked another attorney who's not family law, and he said that because he asked for the DNA test prior to all of this happening may have, I guess, changed or swayed the judge's opinion what confuses me is the fact that he signed the birth certificate. No. So, like, once you sign the birth certificate, doesn't does that not mean anything? No, because you still want to know if you're the father or not for child support purposes. But even still, you can still say, I want to know, but also, I don't know. This is... That's a weird I'm one. I'm not sure. I just don't... Yeah, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> That's a when we first read this, I was like, I feel like there's a lot of the story right. missing. And you find, do you find that whenever people come to you for consults that they're not really quite telling you the whole story? Or do y'all... Or it's complex and we got to put the... You okay. know, some there's right. a lot more noise that we just need to filter out. Yeah. And get to the real yeah. facts, like the straight road. Some right. facts we didn't need. Yeah, we're having, we have a lot of emotion in this. I mean, it, it sounds here. like there must have been something where she was asking for, like you said, child support. Because out of the three kids, if his attorney suggested that he get a DNA test on all three kids to see whose they were. An attorney really wouldn't do that unless there was something. But he's still some, the legal father. And he's still... Yeah saw the children for a year and a half so mm -hmm. he still had a like a bond with them mm -hmm. well and also the other the bio dad needed to know yeah. someone needs to know too right so i don't i'm just he's not even mentioned in here so who yeah, knows i don't know that's complicated what and plus when a judge already had a ruling it's hard to say is that like a no coming do? back from is that not you can't come back from a judge's ruling no not necessarily not what would have to happen? Just asking, being devil's advocate here. Because I, I don't know. know. I just because we I'm get a lot of these questions. That. Well, I'm I like, guess his his ultimate question here in his last sentence, he says, "I'm stuck on what to do because she's withholding the twins from me." So I guess he's wanting. You know, his rights have been terminated from the twins, and he no longer gets to see them at all. Yeah, I don't think his rights. Well, it's it's the custody. He doesn't. He doesn't have any custody of them because I think. I think that he, I don't know if his rights, I don't know if he's the legal father or not. Like I said, I'm right, just yeah. confused about some of it. Does signing the birth certificate not necessarily make you a legal father? It, the presumption is you're the father. But right. I, I don't know if the DNA changes, changes that. that. But mm -hmm. he's still, even with the DNA, I think you're still the legal father no matter, I mean, because you're married to the mother. I mean, I just don't know. I just would need to see... There's a lot the court order on. and see what the judge, yeah. what all that evidence was that they found and what they all testified to. I mean, right. Part of it. It's <laughs> yeah. harder when he's not seeing the kids now, though. Well, but friend, when she will listen, that's what I mean. It's that's harder. I mean, we told him that we would ask, and yeah, <laughs> we. I have to see we more. <laughs> I have to see a little. Like I have to see the, what the evidence was at that hearing. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's what so frustrates sad. me a little bit with domestic situations is it's like, 
depending on what's already been presented, what's actually going on, who's already made a judgment, all of these things that have already happened prior to them reaching out for help. It's kind of like, have you buried yourself prior to you even coming here? Like, can we actually help you? Or is at this point, it usually ends up that we're trying to do a show cause for them not following the order that's currently in place. Right, yeah. That's usually kind of what we get into. We, right. uh, of course, he he sent this in through Ask the Sleuth, so it you right. know, we're or not working. Or is there an the appeal? Is it is can he appeal it? Right. You know, is right. the order done? Can they appeal it? Oh, so you can appeal. This is a dumb. Yeah, question. if it's been if the if the order hasn't been actually finished, like if they haven't actually finished writing it, you have thirty days to appeal. I mean, he had it sounds okay. like he had an attorney. You yeah. Know? It's just hard. And then you don't know, like, your client's side, but you don't know what the other side's going right. to say. Right. So and you only have 50% one. of the story. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of time it's just kind of like taking all this information that you've been given and then trying to pick out the important pieces so that you can then piece those where they need to be, yeah. figure out right. what needs to be done. Right. And then the third thing is, what is the judge hearing? And what does the judge think is important? So what I think is important may not be what the judge heard and what the judge thought was important. Right. Do judges base a lot of their decisions on situational things or do they, I mean, I know they have to base it off of case law, but how does that work? Because a lot of times we hear that they're, they, one party feels like it's unfair or the judge picked a side. And I know that a lot of times, I guess, I don't know if it's just North Carolina or whatever, it just kind of seems like it just depends on do we have more dirt on, like, in terms of if the judge is the one making the decision for these? Like, who, what? Who knows? And if yeah. we figure it out, I know. Dang. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, no <laughs> yeah. constant anything. It just depends on almost who got to them first. They listen to the facts, and they just weigh, number one, what's what sounds more reasonable, and what's the truth, number one. And that's, you look mm-hmm. at, I guess, you have to prove your story, you know? It's so hard. Domestic is hard. It's hard. Domestic's hard. The the judges, I mean, they they have they have a lot to listen to, you know. Right. And the the judges in our jurisdiction, I mean, they work nine till like five thirty or six they're in court. I mean, that's Listening a to long these dramas. Long day and a long week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we we do have another question. <laughs> so since this is our special Valentine's Day edition, there's something called a heart bomb tort, and I was kind of looking this Wait up. A minute. Are these desserts? <laughs> it's not a dessert. <laughs> but when I was looking up images for this, I was trying to do like a social media thing. Like a bunch of pie pictures came up, and I was like, no, Close. wrong type of tort. Um, <laughs> But so at Valentine's Day, I think a lot of people in the same as Christmas kind of hope that engagements happen or or maybe happen or they might have it in their future maybe. But what happens when (laughs) an engagement falls through or you break somebody's heart? So I was looking into this and that's kind of where this heart heart bomb thing comes from. And we're going to ask Mary her, you know, her thoughts on this and explain it to us a little bit better. But so I found this that the legislation in question um, when all of this was first, I don't know, coming about was something called the breach of promise or heart bomb suit. Right. And it was based on the premise that an engagement or proposal for marriage was a binding contract between two people. And if one person were to break off the contract without telling the other person that a law could step in and award damages to the broken hearted party. Yep. That is old. old. Yeah. That's so messed up. But I. 
is so juicy too. <laughs> I know, like, tell me about this. Yeah. So if and somebody are... promised to marry me, I have a couple of boyfriends out there that have promised me things. <laughs> Can I sue them? Uh, only... <laughs> Uh, in some states, you still can. In it's, North Carolina, it's, yeah, it's a civil, st- it's a civil thing, but it's it's not very successful. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you say. do it here? Is North Carolina included? I have never done one. But so could it be done? I have never heard of anyone suing for it. So, I'm like, I usually people are like, "I'm glad to be out that, of this." Yeah. So I was looking up the history on it, and I guess it came came about like back in the day where, you know, virginity was kind of implied with pre-marriage, you know, so. And dowries and things like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. So so there was this woman who I guess, I, I don't know, I was reading a story where the woman was a mistress of a man and she became friends with his daughter and the man treated his daughter and his mistress to this yacht trip or something. And when she got off of the boat, she got home and told all of her friends of this glamorous vacation that her man had taken her on. And she was best friends with his daughter. And guess what? He's proposed, right? And then very quickly, and so this is back in the time of this being publicized and put in the papers and congratulations on your engagement type stuff. Well, then she came up with another story and it was all supposedly false. And then and then that kind of became this news sensation was that gold diggers essentially could just accuse a man of proposing marriage and of backing out of it and then sue and get awarded it because they could be like, well, I'm supposed to be a virgin. And, you know, (laughs) I was saving myself. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it would be like a a tainted reputation type situation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I always (laughs) love the evil things. (laughs) I looked it up while you were talking, according to this website. So take it with a grain of salt. There's eight States that still recognize that. And North Carolina is one of them. Hawaii, Illinois, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Carolina, South Dakota, and Utah. How do we fit into that map? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have, none of our we're kind of like one of these is not like the others. The, there, huh? the heart-shaped I sprinkles all over the map. I don't see anybody suing for that, though. Okay. You know. So if somebody came into your office with that, you'd be like, oh, mm, luck. Can you expound on that issue? <laughs> yeah, like what else is yeah, going on? What's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can you tell me what your damage is, I guess, is the big uh, yeah. thing. What are the damages? What has right, happened? I guess it that. would have to be more monetary than broken heart, right? You, you yeah. talked about this before on the show, the proving alienation of affection being tough. And apparently right. that's what this is. You have to prove alienation of affection for that to work. Oh. Oh. So you would have to prove that the affection was ever there in the first place because these are two people who are supposedly broken up. According to the internet. I mean, all that you can trust the internet for. <laughs> Except for content to talk about. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Well, I have one question okay. that I've been interested in. Is this alienation affection or just like splitting assets? I don't know. So couple is married. They've been married 28, 30 years, mm-hmm. right? Say in this situation, the husband is doing all of the working. He's created the 401k. He has, you know, bought all of the family assets, blah, blah, blah. The other party is on disability. Okay. And the other party is stepping out and now stepping out. Disability or working? Disability is stepping out. And cheating. And cheating, yeah. What does my working party still have to split everything? Yes. The assets, but not alimony. So I and we're we're one of the only states that still bars alimony. The other other states will take 
affairs into account and may lower alimony, but we're one of the only states that still bars alimony. If you're, if you what are does that the mean, one bars alimony, if the dependent spouse, the person that would receive alimony mm-hmm. cheats and the person who's paying alimony, it doesn't cheat. Right. Then the person who's, could receive alimony would not get alimony. We're one of the only states that does that. There's the, a possibility that the pay, uh, client the, who's making all the money, the income earner, would not have oh. to pay alimony. Oh, but they still have to split everything. Mm-hmm. Dang. Why? And also, you figure too, like with, when you figure with the person being on disability, with disability, there's also the benefits of medicare and occupational therapy there's all kinds of other benefits that alimony would void out because they'd make too much or they'd be like a small amount that you'd want to make sure they didn't void out those other benefits but they would have to still split all the assets or half the assets except if she was paying or expect whoever who was on disability spent any money on the paramour they need to look and see if there's any missing money Ooh, that would any be... hotel rooms, any gifts. What happens if they're found spending money on the other person? Then they get half of that back. He wouldn't have to give part of that back. Say that he finds that she spent $10,000 running around, right? right? That's $10,000 of marital money. He would be entitled to five and she would be entitled to five. Okay. Because they'd split that. If he owes her 100000 he would only give her ninety-five because she already spent right. part of it. Huh. Dang. So, because yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm like, so basically she, the person should just live separately. Okay. Question. Property's property. It's different. What if they don't get divorced and they just get separated? Then what? Who are you going to ask for money? Well, I mean, who's, you know, who's, the, the like one you're party not dividing not anything. Wanting, but I mean, they're probably like, you know, I'll just pay for your lifestyle rather than having to split my 401k and everything else with you. Like, I'll yeah. just let you stay here. Is yeah. that, I mean, does that happen? If they often? don't ever get, if they don't ever get divorced and they're just going to work things out, live out of the same pace and yeah, the same, same joint account. It's their lives. Yeah. They can live in separate homes. How did, who Who's decides gonna care? that? They do. And the attorney just. They wouldn't. Why well, would they? They, need they don't attorney? have an attorney if they're not getting divorced. Yeah. See, I have a friend whose parents are separated and they never divorced, but they. That's probably the more separate. beneficial thing for them to do than. Wow. As long as they trust each other, and one person's not going to run up bills, or Ooh. then they can't get remarried. I mean, there's risks to it. They can't get right. remarried. That the other person's going to inherit all the money so that the kids aren't going to inherit the money. You say the parents, then none of the kids are going to inherit money. So if one person dies, the other person's going to inherit all the money. And what if that person remarries mm-hmm. and leaves all the money uh, to the new spouse? I mean, that's right. the inheritance things might be an issue. That's when that gets all crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dang. Unless you have a will. You do things with a will. So Taxed against that. She's just not going to get divorced, <laughs> you know, like, or don't get married. It gets a little complicated, <laughs> but they could they could straighten that out with a will and still not get divorced hmm. and just live. I like you that. can live in separate places and that's what just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, when we have the petty baddies involved, <laughs> that's when things or gets the, a little or the cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like whatever. All right, what you got? Well, since we're not doing Stumptown today, um, we're doing yes. story time. Do you want you want to please yeah. tell it? The sports <laughs> complex, we hired Blackman because our client was suspecting 
her husband of cheating. Right. So I we didn't know where, we didn't know when. We kind of knew, we kind of suspected who, and so we called Jamie. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, we got a, we got a I'm listening. case for you, and well, when are you going to take it over? Because, I mean, I didn't follow him. I just watched the video. So no. Video. Well, I'm, I'm, so <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's bad about me, my memory is um, jumbled at times. Okay. And sometimes I mix my cases up. And okay. so that, oh, works, I can for, tell. that then, works for us on the podcast, right? right? So okay. that we're not, you know, telling yeah, everybody yeah, this. Yeah. But <laughs> I, do, I do know that we ended up following the gentleman to this sports complex, and it just happened to be an outdoor thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he was dressed as a player. He was dressed as a player. I think he didn't. He never played. Oh, he just went out there and pretended like he was going to be playing. He just stayed in the car the whole time. Yeah, well, drove so, there. Like, he, he was supposed to go play, and instead he stayed in the car with his girlfriend. And the windows got all foggy. Uh, and the, the car was a-rocking. Yep, and we got video of the car, car the, And their hair, and their heads bopping. And then they got... Y'all can't see me, yeah. but I'm bopping. Yeah, she's bop, she <laughs> moving her head in four different directions. <laughs> right, and then they get out of the car, and his pants are at his ankles. Yes. And so... We, Why didn't he pull his pants up before he got out? Because he... That? that was the purpose of getting out. Because he needed to get out to pull his oh, pants God. up. I mean, you know... He I was, don't know. Look, that is difficult. Imagine want, how hot it was in that car. Literally, the <laughs> windows were fogged. Yes. Yeah, the windows were all steamed up you know it was a sedan right so there wasn't like a lot of room it wasn't like they were in the back of the minivan or anything like that (laughs) so he got out to pull up his britches and we got video of him pulling up his pants and of the girl getting out and who Mm -hmm. it was and documenting all that jazz and then they kept making out standing out next to the car (sighs) no shame i love it i love it they didn't play he didn't play any sports he didn't do that kind of thing. Any well, matter of fact, oh, organized sports. <laughs> he was supposed to be like a referee or something. That's okay. why he didn't play. Know. I think it was. Oh, it was something. I about don't know. It. I don't know. You know, it could have been mm. cross or it was playing something. Know. It was role play, is what it sounds like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Meet me at the sports field. <laughs> I know. Right. That was excellent. And that's what we're looking for. We love cases where people do things blatantly out in the public. Like, mm-hmm. that's just. But just, you know what was so good about that case? Tell is me. when he figured out what he had done, because his wife showed him the video, he straightened up. And they. and They worked it out? They worked it out. Oh, wow. He straightened see, up. He admitted fault. I don't know. Well, yeah. you can't deny it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you would be amazed. Right. Mm-hmm. We've had people who have denied. That's not me. That's just not me. That's not me. Yeah, it looks like me, but it's not me. So, I mean, he <laughs> knew he was caught and he fessed up. And, you know, and a lot of times that's what it's about. A lot of times people can get, quote unquote, get over cheating. Yeah. But it's, it's are you going to be honest about what you've done? Are you going to be truthful about if you've been caught or what's happening, because if I know, like I'm married to you, I know what your routine is. I know how you respond to me when I call at certain times of the day. I understand, you know, the tone in your voice, right? Whenever I speak to you and you're busy at work or you're not busy at work or you're not at work, you know, (laughs) whatever. And if I call you out on this and you choose to then lie to me, that's when everything gets all nasty and then I can't trust you. And now I've got to hire Mary and I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, you know, I mean, and that's what happens. Yeah. 
and and a lot of times people stay together after affairs. And what's the percentage? It's more often than not because really? you can give up a mistress. It's hard to give up alcohol or something like that. But you'd be surprised how many people can get past that. Internet says seventy five percent of marriages survive infidelity if the male cheats. Sixty five percent survive if the female, and ninety percent survive if both cheat. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Your marriage is always. <laughs> 90%? Why do they get married? Probably, probably a lot direction. easier to forgive each other if you both screwed right. up. Right. Mm-hmm. I could see that, I guess. People go through stuff in their lives. You're never going to have this. You're never going to be the same person you were 10 years ago or five years ago. Gosh. And so you go through stuff, but y'all, if you keep changing and growing, I mean, that's how your marriage stays long right. as you... You get through if Go it's through illness or job loss or mental. Somebody goes through depression or something. You guys Better have to limp through those times, yeah. then get to the good times. And <sighs> and an affair's one of the bad times or alcohol abuse is one of the bad times. Right. But it's hard to give up alcohol, you know, or, or some kind of substance abuse. And Oh, man. That's why it's just one of those <sighs> bad times. The Lord knows why I'm single. He's protecting me. <laughs> I mean, really, I ain't got time. No, you really don't. I don't have the the. I don't have the money to afford Mary to come and fix every time things are going to go like wrong. I feel like in the beginning of our podcasting time, I was always pro like Jamie needs a man. You know, poor Jamie. <laughs> and every time you cry about it, I feel like oh, poor Jamie. Crying, every every time complain, cry. whatever. Okay. Get it right. I'm Sorry, but now you're like, I don't have time, and I'm like, yeah, you don't. You work a lot. Well, that and people need time and all that jazz. And ugh, I have a kid. I need to spend the extra time on him. So, Aww. okay, one more good story. And then, unfortunately, our time is up. That's so fast. All right. So, give us another story. What's your favorite story? You have another one? My other favorite, yeah. uh, another favorite Blackman story yes. is one you were following a guy for us. And you followed his wife knew, just like what you're saying. They know the, the routines. You know, they know what people are doing. They know if you dress differently for work. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if all of a sudden you're putting cologne on mm-hmm. when you don't usually wear cologne, why are you, why, why are you, you all of a sudden, up now? yeah, why are you jazzing up today? <laughs> so this guy was jazzing up to go check on something. And, uh, and he was gone an hour and a half, but she knew something was up. So she, she hired Blackman and he was gone an hour and a half and Blackman followed him and he went to one young girl's, one girl's house for 20 minutes. Then he went to another girl's house (laughs) for 20 minutes. And we already knew that they were, we had known from, from emails that they were already romantically involved. Right. So he went to one place for 20 minutes. He just confirmed that for us. Yeah, he just went to their house. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because we had already had their addresses and stuff because Blackman does background stuff. You know, they can find all that for us. A little recon. Yeah. So one place, then he went to another place for 20 minutes, and then he went and met a girl at Starbucks. So he's met three different women and got home in an hour and a half. I mean, what did he do in 20 minutes? What's he doing? Just saying, hey? (laughs) Uh, Well... <laughs> Things can happen, Lindsay. In, in twenty, 20 minutes. minutes, romantically involved. Yeah, with two three people. Girls. Well, two girls, so, three different twenty-minute segments. Right. One, one girl was at Starbucks. Yeah. So like she mean, worked there. No. Oh. 
She's he trying to help. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, she did not work there. I mean, I so. feel like maybe he was just like delivering something. Maybe. <laughs> I was about to say something inappropriate. I forgot Mary was here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a good girl today. How is he delivering? Got a package for you. <laughs> but he was, we were amazed i tell you we were like what uh, he's a, he's a professional uh, here. What? i think whatever that uh whatever the whatever she was bracing herself for the news couldn't have been that bad like she probably didn't think that scenario was yeah. going to play out like where was he no. just tell me where was he an hour and a half well, well he started over here <laughs> So what happened to the client? Where did they work? Did they work that one oh, out? No. Were they one of our, oh no! Were they one of the seventy-five percent? No, no, they were good. Not. She didn't need to be with him anymore. Oh, no, he was tired. You know, sometimes <laughs> he was. He didn't have any more. No, <laughs> he had done. no more energy left for her. By the time he uh, got baby, back let's home, go to bed. <laughs> She's like, every time he comes home, he just falls asleep. I'm sure. He, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, we, long we laugh day. about this because we are slightly jaded, maybe j- jaded and a little bit like unattached to these things. We can find a laugh in it, but we certainly do not find it funny that people are. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I would fuck Cliff up if he dares. Uh, so you're laughing now. Okay. So I'm glad. Look, so I'm glad that you can laugh about this because uh, I know this is not happening to you at home. No, of course not. Because I'd kill him. Right. Sorry. And then married because see, it's like all the jail. people who are like, "You're a PI. Your husband <laughs> never cheat on you." That's right. Of course not. <laughs> we need to get him. Oh, we need a. We have not yet interviewed a married PI. Who could we? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you just got. Married. Are you not married? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except you. Right. Yeah. I'm a married PI. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody's been married a long time. Do we have no? Pi- are <laughs> are <laughs> any of them married? Any, yes. Yes. Yeah. Many of them are. Jamie's the one single PI. <laughs> We're gonna have to like auction you off sometime. <laughs> the Bachelorette, oh, right? Oh, I'm shutting hey. the whole show down. <laughs> Can you imagine me being on the Bachelorette? They'd be like, "Oh, you know what? This, <laughs> we might have picked the wrong one." I can't be nice. I'd be like, "You know what? I'd cut them all I down to like, this. I have like five guys after the first day." I'm like, no, no. No. That would no. make the Bachelorette fun to watch. You'd be like, "All right, you forty-five on the left, right? You can just go." I just need a new group of guys. Can you send me in a new group? Matter of fact, let me pick. They keep and asking them to redeal. They're like, "I don't know what that means. Just redeal. Just, <laughs> just need, I need a new group. It's not working for me. Shuffle. Oh, thank you, Mary. You're welcome. This, I feel like we need to do this again. It's so much fun. I know. We'll have to talk to you about some things <laughs> that we got planned that we would love to have you um, involved in. But where, okay, so first off, before we close everything out real quick, who is Jen to you? Shout out to Jen. Hey, Jen. Yep, Community Outreach. She's our Director of Community Outreach. What And, a, and yep. all things. All things. Triangle Divorce Lawyers yep. Marketing slash holding yep. it down. That's right. Yeah, so Jen and I are in the same marketing group. We do a marketing group like once a month at Big Ed's. We go and get a great breakfast with some friends and we are hopefully going to have I want Jen growing too. so much too, I heard. Yes. We love that's a good group. It's Jen started it's, that one, didn't she? Jen did start that one. Go I don't know all. how we started it off, but we're like, supposed to be making a LinkedIn for the group. Thanks, oh. Lindsay. I'm glad you 
Did you just volunteer? Uh, right right now? Now? <laughs> Is that your delegating? I'm making a link. Delegating All powers right. again. I do them on air so that way she can yeah. remember. That's like when I asked you for a raise, though. I didn't get that, did I? I told you, yes. Good luck with your LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> Is that a voice memo? <laughs> you better cut that out. You better cut that out. Why don't you do that? Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I but I was, I was talking to Jen about marketing, and I, I love Jen. Jen's freaking awesome. And I hope to have her on the show and just talk a little bit more about marketing and like the small business firm thing so we'll see how that works out but where can we find you and your stuff and your people and all your jazz okay we're at triangledivorcelawyers.com we're located in raleigh we also meet people in Cary and wake forest call us at 919-303-2020 or look look us up on the web yep do you have any social medias We do. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Just look us up and we're around. Are we on them? Find them. What? You're on Facebook. I know that. Yeah, but I want to, I don't know if we're on Triangle Divorce. Yeah, I know we do on the Facebook, but we. I don't know if we follow you on Instagram. I would have to find that. Yeah. And make sure we're on board there because that's important. So share all of that stuff with your friends. If you have friends who are out here and need advice on this process right it's you're not signing up you're not committing to anything right they have no problem sitting down having a consult with you and just letting you know what your options are a lot of times that seems to be the main referrals that we send you it's like I I'm not an attorney and things are kind of crazy here right call them at Triangle Divorce Lawyers and just see what your options are how you need to tailor your investigation right and then that way we can be all working together as a team instead of just everybody doing their own individual thing is there anything else important that's happening with you or with your firm that you want to tell us about just that we are always available and we love to work with black men because every when everyone's going through or when people are going through so many changes in their lives or they think that there's big changes coming up have a team that can help you when it's whoever you need a counselor or a therapist and you need legal people like your private investigators and your lawyers and stuff and right. just you know financial people just to have a whole team that can help support you so that you yeah know, so you Mary, got lots of good advice from lots of different people right so even when you go We're to mary's here. office i know they have this cool little thing where you know if you have financial issues they have somebody that can refer you for that right because they're mm-hmm. just divorce attorneys family law attorneys so they can't help you in every field but they will refer you to somebody who they work with that they know like and trust right that will take care of you just as well as they would in in the field that is going to fit whatever it is that you have going on for right that moment what you got Yes, of course, follow the sleuth and please subscribe. I would really like to see our subscriber numbers go up. I see that a lot of people are listening and downloading, um, but subscribing would be nice. Subscribe, share. You can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the sleuth underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Blackman Detective Service. You'll still find us. <laughs> you can find us on Google. Leave us a review. That would be nice. Beautiful. We're on you Yelp. could leave us a nice Yelp review because the last person was a jerk. Just well, we fixed that. We talked about it. Did we delete? Yeah. We, <laughs> we talked about your account. It doesn't exist anymore. Let's just change company. Pretty. <laughs> just kidding. Um, where else can you find us? Um, we do have a Twitter. We do. Yay. I don't know. I just cross post to it. I'm never on Twitter. I feel like Twitter's okay. old. 
So Instagram, Facebook, those are our, our main know. people. Um, and blackmanpi.com. I've had a couple of people send messages so far on checking out our new office. I know that you guys have heard us talk about it, brag about it. Make sure to check on or to park inside the parking deck. Probably not in the two-hour parking lot. You will get booted. Um, <laughs> in case you decide to go have lunch or something, my goodness. Right, yeah. We, we're in and out of the office all the time. So it, this is not quite like the old office. You guys are used to being able to like pop in and just see a PI sitting there at a desk working. No, that's not the case anymore. We're, we're much more mobile than we used to be, but we would love to show you the space. So just give us a call and we can set up a time, call, text, whatever. All right. You see this is the final end of the episode. So sad, but we will see you guys next week. And thanks for listening. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know. Are you in a civil matter where you need to locate and serve court documents to someone? You might want to have divorce papers served to a wayward spouse or locate someone who owes you money. The investigators at Blackman Detective Services have the resources and intelligence to track down debtors and others avoiding being served with subpoenas, orders, and civil complaints. When there's someone you just can't find on your own or that has a history of avoiding, hiring an experienced investigator can be the key to unlocking the next phase of your case.